Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Cosmo Happy Hour. It's everything you would talk about with your best friends, from sex to celebrity to entertainment. From the editors of Cosmopolitan.com, this is the Cosmo Happy Hour with Elisa Benson. Welcome back to another episode of Cosmopolitan.com's Happy Hour Podcast. Today we are talking about things that we have tried. And what do I mean by that? The internet is a place where people do weird experiments in the name of journalism and then write about them for Cosmopolitan.com. So we are joined by a slew of Cosmo editors today who are talking about everything from eating pizza for every meal for a week to living like Kylie Jenner to for a week to wearing lingerie for a week to spice up their sex lives. So we have a million amazing things coming on the Happy Hour podcast today. But first, I want to introduce you guys. I'm Elisa Benson. I don't know if I said that to the people I'm in the Cosmo Unicorner with right now. My co-host for the day, Alex Reese. Hi, Alex. Hi, hi, hi. This is a life goals experience <laughs> through and through. I feel like literal life goals in every post we're going to be talking about. Basically, exactly. This is like the life goals episode. I'm gonna, okay, maybe I'm going to call it that. I'm glad you said that. We are joined today by a revolving door of editors. Up first, the lovely Charlotte Palermino. Hi, Hi, Charlotte. Hi. And also in the room is Eliza Thompson. Hi, Eliza. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, you guys are sort of our category, our, our three categories of experiments that we're talking about today. I put you guys both in the life experiments category. So Charlotte, starting with you, you are the author of a piece that sort of went a little viral for Cosmo about eating pizza for every meal for a week. Tell me why did you, why, why, why though? Why did I go on the best cleanse on earth? Right. Um, so I like to call it a pizza cleanse because I cut out sugar and alcohol. So that felt like a struggle. Um, but the reason so why... You basically replace the vices in your diet with pizza. Exactly. The thing that you're not supposed to eat. Yes. And so you literally ate pizza every meal for a week. Every meal. And I only, I only almost cracked once. But the reason why I did it, to be perfectly honest, is because I think a lot of diets are bullshit. And I wanted to prove a point, which I actually kind of did at first. I was like, I'll probably just like maintain my weight. But everyone was like, you're going to get like so unhealthy and lethargic and you're going to be sick. And I actually felt fine. There was like one moment where I was like, "Uh oh, but it was actually just heartburn. So I cut back on tomato (laughs) sauce. (laughs) I never had heartburn before, though. So that kind of Yay. Getting old. (laughs) Getting old. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to show that, you know, you can lose weight if you do anything that's restrictive. And so that you visited a nutritionist at the end of the seven days and Mm -hmm. they basically said that you lost five pounds. Yes. So the reason why I lost five pounds is because pizza is actually not that bad for you. I don't know where in the like 
in the lexicon of how we talk about food, you know, cheese and bread is like the enemy. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I need to give a disclaimer <laughs> that Charlotte is not a doctor. Oh, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. Yes. I'm not a nutritionist. I just eat a lot. Um, but basically, <laughs> like things out of bags are probably much worse for you. But um, she said out of all the foods that I could have chosen to only eat for a week, pizza is pretty balanced. I mean, some of the slices I ate were like dirty, like just covered in oil and grease. And I may not. Pizza. They were garbage pizza. Yeah. But she was like, some of them, like you seem to have like vegetables on them. Like it's not the worst thing that you could do to your body. Right. So she wasn't surprised that I lost weight. But she's like, you lost all of your weight because you were drinking a lot. And right. you were eating a lot of sugar. Because when she asked me, she's like, how much, do you, how much sugar do you eat? I'm like... How much is two cupcakes a day? <laughs> so basically, this experiment actually had nothing to do with pizza and was all about what happens yes. if you stop yes. shoving cupcakes in your face twice a day and, and alcohol, every which night. Which is a cleanse. Right, right. A cleanse. Which is what a juice cleanse forces your hand to do. Yes. So why not eat pizza instead of like sugar kale water? And so were there ever moments? So you said you had one moment where you were sort of not feeling so great. And it was I wanted sort of an like avocado. Burny, but like, did you feel after your seven days of eating pizza strictly for every minute of your life was over. Did you feel a little like, oh, I need to like not with the pizza again? So I discovered, and I don't know if this is true for everyone, if this is a personal experience, um, I extended my cleanse to eight days. <laughs> Voluntarily added an eighth done. day of eating pizza. I added an eighth day because I didn't go to DeFaro, which is apparently the best pizza place, confirmed it was delicious, like this 90-year-old man who won't let anyone touch the pizza. And where is that? That's in Brooklyn. It's in Brooklyn, okay. like deep Brooklyn. Um, totally worth that long subway ride. But basically, it was the best pizza I had on my list. But I really like pizza. That's what I've discovered about myself. (laughs) I really like pizza. Right. There's a reason why it's the internet's favorite food. It's because it's delicious. Because it's delicious. And so I have a question speaking to my specific interest about breakfast pizza. I can't, I read your article, but I can't remember. Were you eating breakfast pizzas? You were just literally eating pizza. It depends. I mean, because the thing is also, I wasn't eating cheap pizza all the time. I think that my results would have been different if I was eating Mm -hmm. like dollar slices every day and yeah, I would have felt like fast pretty food pizza. I would have felt really terrible it yeah. would have been like super slice me um pun anyways <laughs> I don't get it super <laughs> slice me oh did you think of that before you came on can I tell you the truth yes. somebody somebody told me that last night because they recognized me from my post no. no you're kidding I'm not lying I got a free meal from it too you're did kidding they, was it a pizza meal specifically no it wasn't See, it was Middle Eastern it was it was random oh my god I was like you've gone viral on the pizza circuit I have like where restaurants hang up their first oh like, my god no bill, some of the owners some of the owners of these restaurants, like when I come in now, they're like, pizza girl. And I'm like, I love my new persona. That's a great persona. It's a great persona girl. to that have. That is a business card. Like, that's, you I know, know. I mean, hand it out. Yeah, or like your Twitter bio could just <laughs> yeah. be pizza girl. I think, is that in your Twitter? Do you Should already be. mention pizza? Maybe. Should be, probably. Maybe. <laughs> I mention pizza a lot. Um, so you basically, I'm going to wrap things up because we have a million more experimental humans to talk to you today. But um, basically, you ate nothing but pizza for a week and it made your life better in every possible way. And you're still reaping the benefits. It did. I actually stopped eating sugar as a result because I realized how bad it was for me. So I think that that's what cleanses are for is to kind of like make you kind of like look at what you're putting into your body. And while I would never recommend and the nutritionist was like do not recommend that people do this she was like there is something to be said about cutting things out of your diet and seeing how you feel afterwards and I feel a lot better not eating sugar anymore but I'm still eating a lot of pizza but just not for three meals a day 
So everyone, look for Charlotte's story. What's the title? I don't even remember. I, I only ate somewhere. pizza for a week and I lost five pounds. Yes, on Cosmopolitan.com. It's a great story. <laughs> and also, if for no other reason, even if you don't want to do your own pizza cleanse, it's basically a guide to all the best pizza restaurants in New York City. So when you visit the city, look up that pizza article. Um, so thank you, Charlotte, for joining thank us. Thank you, guys. Moving on to our next life experiment with Eliza Thompson. Eliza, I did. I gave no teasers about what we're going to talk about with you because it's so amazing. Um, so, Alex, I feel like you should explain it in your fabulous British accent. Well, what literally just occurred to me is that I was about to say this is possibly the best life experiment in and of itself we're doing. And then it occurred to me that one way we could make this better is if Eliza had done what she did. I'm teasing it while eating pizza for every meal. Yes, a double Because Eliza spent a weekend watching every Nicholas Sparks movie that's ever been made. And I mean, is there a better way to spend your weekend? That's a serious question. Yes, definitely. (laughs) So Eliza, tell us, what was the impetus for watching every Nicholas Sparks movie in one weekend? Um. Well, the most basic one was that there was a new Nicholas Sparks movie coming out. So we were just talking about them. And then I also hadn't ever seen that many. Um, I think before I did this, I had only seen The Notebook, obviously. And um, I like how that's obvious. Yeah. Like, it goes without saying. Yeah. Like, I mean, who hasn't yes, seen The Notebook? Exactly. Um, like, my boyfriend's seen The Notebook. Right. Um, Everyone's boyfriend. Did he cry while watching The Notebook? Absolutely not. <laughs> Interesting. Um, <laughs> actually, you watched The Notebook with him. I have. I, I, I about that. I have watched The Notebook with Eliza's boyfriend. We'll just leave that little detail there. Um, no, but so, and I don't know if I mentioned this, because I know who you are, but our podcast listeners out there in the world don't. You are an entertainment writer for Cosmopolitan.com. So not only was this movie coming out, but this is really your beat. So the fact that you had not watched every Nicholas Sparks movie was sort of... It was kind of, you, it was kind of a blind spot yeah it was kind being of a an entertainment spot. editor you at Cosmo for the team exactly yeah. so tell us about sort of your um rules for yourself you set some like ground rules for this experiment well I didn't want to watch any that I had already seen because I don't think there are physically enough hours in a weekend to watch all of them right um, which is incredible without sleeping I mean maybe if you didn't sleep you could do it um so I didn't watch the notebook I think I made an exception for Knights in Rodanthe, which I had seen before, because I really love the scene where Diane Lane cries, which I know <laughs> sounds horrible, but there's this really, if you haven't seen it, I can't recommend it enough. It's the whole a re- movie or It's just a really sad movie, but there's this part where she just lets out this crazy sob that makes me laugh every time. So I was like, I have to watch that again. So um, you laugh when Diane Lane cries. I love yes. Okay. And then the other rules... I, I have it right here for forgiving. I don't... Oh, yeah. I was allowed to leave because... Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know when was the last time you listeners at home tried to do a movie marathon, but it's a lot less fun in practice than it is in theory. Yeah. Like, it kind of hurts to sit on your butt for that long. Right. You get hungry. Um, so I didn't... I mean, I didn't make any, like, day-long plans, but I also, like, went out and got some food and then, like... Right. Uh, my you friend, did not imprison yourself on right. the couch. Okay. And my boss said that was okay. So yeah. she was like, yeah, you're allowed to go to your friend's 30th birthday party. And that won't be a problem. <laughs> okay. So you you had a meal and you went to your friend's 30th birthday party. Okay. So t- talk us through sort of the highlights of your experiment. I have your post, which is on Cosmopolitan.com. It's titled, I tried to watch every Nicholas Sparks movie in one weekend. Um, so I have here that you started Saturday in 941 with the last <laughs> song starring Miley Cyrus and Liam's Hemsworth. So um, tell us how the day went from there. 
Well, I think it did how many did I watch in one day? Three or four? I love how you have like blacked this out. And <laughs> it was it was rough. It um, looks like you went from the last song to a walk to remember. Oh, a classic. Oh, a classic. Yeah. <laughs> to dear John. Well, I remember I was very upset that day because I wanted to cry and I didn't cry until like six or seven p.m. because the last song just did not do it for me. Neither did A Walk to Remember. That blows my mind. Like, A Walk to Remember <laughs> is my one of. Like, do you have movies that you just cry to? Yes. Yes. Like, when I need a good cry, I can put on A Walk to Remember and it's going to happen. Yes. I, well, I think that's I think that's in the entire rise of Nicholas Sparks' yeah. movie fame is that people just want to watch his movies and cry. Except Eliza. <laughs> well, Soulless it didn't, it didn't work for me. And then I got to Dear John and I was just wrecked. Like, yes. <laughs> just wrecked. Sobbing. And did you, so you had never seen Dear John before. No. The appeal of Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum starring in a Nicholas Sparks movie wasn't enough to get you to the theater. Well, because I saw it in theaters, I'm just saying. (laughs) When, I don't remember what year it came out, but I'm, I'm sure whenever it was, I used to be sort of judgmental about romance movies and I would be like, I would never watch that in theater. Meh. I'm a feminist. And now I just don't care. Right. Um, So probably when it came out, I was like. Oh, I wouldn't want to watch that. You were still in a phase. Yeah. Yes. And now it's more like, I just don't particularly like those movies, but I don't judge people who like them. Right, right, right. It's just not for me. But the movie did get to you. That was the oh, one it got, that got oh you Oh, my crying. God. Poor Channing in that movie. I, spoiler alert. <laughs> he does not get the girl. <gasps> I just want him to be happy. I, I love this sentence in your post. My heart wants to believe that they got their happy ending right after they hugged in greeting, but my head knows one of them probably died of cancer minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, someone always dies. Someone always dies. Nicholas Sparks movies. The drama is real. Okay, so at 1 a.m. on Saturday night, you returned home from your friends 30th birthday party which we were just discussing and that is when you started your next movie oh no i didn't i oh, okay. i was going to watch one and then i started watching uh that 80s cartoon gem instead fair enough <laughs> i love how you took a break from your nicholas sparks marathon <laughs> to just like watch more other tv okay so the next day it started the post is hilarious everyone should read it it really starts to get a little bit um grim <laughs> right yeah can you yeah. talk us through, you know, how were you feeling sort of like by about 4 or 5 p.m. on Sunday the next day? Well, I mean, I felt kind of disgusting because I had been <laughs> sitting on the couch for many, many hours. I mean, and I also realized I I tend to think that I binge watch, but I don't really. Like, right. even if I watch a lot of TV on what, in, in a weekend, I usually watch like an episode and then I go do my laundry and... Then I come back and watch an episode and maybe I do my dishes or something. I don't sit down for five hours at a time. And so that I just felt gross. Right. And my back hurt. And I actually, it's so kind of interesting to hear you say that because I actually feel like there's a bit of a life lesson there. It's like you might think you're a binge watcher, but like you're not really. I don't, I mean, I just wonder like how many people really do binge watch. Right. Because it is not that appealing an experience. To like really not move for an entire week. Well, like recently I... My friends and I tried to do something similar for fun where we just watched a bunch of Channing Tatum movies. Um, and nobody had to write about it for work. This was purely um, for fun. Purely for fun. And we watched part we only watched the dancing parts of the first Magic Mike, all of the second Magic Mike, and Step Up. 
And that was it. We were like, we can't do this anymore. We have to stop. No more. Interesting. So that you should um, do basically like a hundred. This can be your next work assignment. You can <laughs> do like a hundred different marathons and you can then determine after you've done 100 of them, like when is the maximum mm. amount of binge watching time? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the emotional stages of binge watching. Um, so my favorite thing about your post is you end with lessons I learned in Sparksland. Do you want to like maybe read a few of the most important things you learned from your marathon? Um, Number three. That's important. Oh, Josh Duhamel is my husband. Sorry. Controversial. Sorry, Fergie. <laughs> just putting it's that just out the there. truth. <laughs> I, I have a real problem with movies where Josh Duhamel holds a baby um, oh. or a child. <laughs> That's real. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Life As You Know It. I haven't. Catherine Heigl. I once watched it on a plane going on the way and on the way back because there were so many scenes where he was cuddling with a child. Also, when there are pictures on Instagram of him cuddling with his real-life child. It's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot, lot. To, to deal with. Exactly. Um, I will never experience the full range of human emotion unless I move to the beach. <laughs> that was one of the biggest things was that movie, those movies to just have all these gorgeous beach houses that are beautifully decorated, and I just couldn't. Maybe that was what made me the saddest that I'll never possess that kind of real estate myself. Right, and you're like shoebox, New like York City sitting apartment. in my dark hovel of an apartment, like <laughs> <laughs> watching the curtains blow in the breeze right. on the North Carolina beach. Right, that right, seems right. like an I I tried piece in itself. I feel like we should rent a summer house. Oh my god, this summer, this yes. coming summer for Cosmo, we all go and yes. see who can fall happens. in love. Yes. yes, whose boyfriend dies of cancer first. Yes, Ooh, let's focus on the first. Oh right. <laughs> I, don't, I, I sounded way too enthusiastic about somebody's boyfriend dying of cancer. But um, no, I love this experiment. We'll literally try to live the Nicholas Sparks yes. lifestyle. You can only wear neutral neutrals and earth tones in various like kinds of linen. Right. No, no synthetics. Right. And I don't know that this is so much a Nicholas Sparks cliche. It's just like a romantic comedy cliche. But every time somebody is walking away or like leaving a scene, you have to say like, wait. Alex, don't and go. Dramatic, yeah, and then yeah. their dramatic turnaround. Lots of pregnant pauses as well. Yes, Lots. pregnant pauses. With an emphasis on pregnant because <laughs> this is the Nicholas Sparks right. movie come to life. Everybody's pregnant. Whoa. Yes. So, um, Eliza, you, I feel like you're. I feel like the biggest lesson and takeaway from your Nicholas Sparks marathon is it's not worth it. You would never do it again. Binge watching is hard. Yeah. I well, I don't know if I would never do it again. It's. It's not nearly as fun as I thought it was going to be. As you thought it would be. I might do it with the Fast and the Furious movies. That's a good one. Which most of which I've never seen. But that would just be for my own <laughs> personal enjoyment <laughs> of Vin Diesel. I love how you were like, it was kind of terrible, but I'm but actually just going to continue to do I could it for my personal again. enjoyment. Okay, so maybe we won't see your Fast and the Furious movie marathon coming soon on Cosmopolitan.com, but you can come back on the podcast anyway and talk about it just for life. Yeah. Yes, Perfect. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Eliza. I'm booting you out of the room, and we're going to move right along with some of our most fun fashion experiments, um, including one of our editors who live like Kylie Jenner for a week. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. 
So up next, we are going to be talking about fashion experiments, including Brooke Shonatona, who just walked into the room talking about her experiment, which was one of my favorite pieces we've ever done on Cosmopolitan.com. It was. It was phenomenal. But living like Kylie Jenner for a week. But first of all, there's another little experiment that we tried out here that I wanted to talk about, um, which is actually that we had a company called Mack Weldon, this really cool high-end sort of luxury underwear company that actually sent a bunch of underwear to the office for some of our male staffers and friends of the staff to try because, of course, at Cosmo. We are experts on things like yes. what underwear sexy men should wear. <laughs> so this Mack Weldon underwear, um, we're talking about it now because it's a really great, great gift idea for the holidays. Um, but basically the promise is that it's not going to make your balls sweat. It's made out of a special sort of high end. I can see Alex's eyebrows yep, raised. I, in in um, anticipation perhaps <laughs> anticipation. without getting too TMI. That's right. a valuable it's, thing in the gift. It's valuable. <laughs> it's valuable for everyone whether you're wearing it or hanging out with a person who's wearing it. But basically, <laughs> this Mack Weldon underwear, and they also do a lot of other, you know, in addition to underwear, they do socks, t-shirts, things that are designed to sort of fit a guy who's wearing this stuff all day long. So it's made out of this special high-end material um, that is really designed with that purpose in mind. So we had a bunch of guys try it. Um, my favorite story to tell about this is a guy who texted me after and was like, it was like a hug for my penis. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually has nothing to do with Ballsway, but it's just so funny. I keep repeating it. So um, the guys at Mack Weldon wanted to you hook up our Cosmo readers with a special 20% off discount. If you go to MacWeldon.com, if you buy any product, use discount code Cosmo, you get 20% off. And they stand by the product so much that they will actually give you a money back guarantee if you're not happy with any of the products. So underwear, socks, what am I forgetting? Underwear, socks, t-shirts, anything you want. Um, Great gift idea. Um, Really the kind of stuff that a man actually needs. I always say there's nothing that disgusts me more than like grown adult men who still wear the underwear that like their moms bought them in middle school. So go to MacWeldon.com, use the 20% off promo code, which is Cosmo. And I promise your guy friend, your special partner, your future husband, your actual husband, your gay best friend, whoever it is, your coworker will um, <laughs> love you for it. So, Brooke, yeah, that isn't that underwear a perfect segue? That is a great segue. Living like yeah. Kylie Jenner for a week. So, um, Brooke, you Kylie Jenner is like internet viral gold. She is. Everyone loves her. You know, our readers at Cosmopolitan.com click on everything we write about her. Um, you know, why did you sort of decide to take the extra step from being a beauty writer, which is your normal beat at Cosmo, to sort of really immerse yourself in a week-long Kylie Jenner experiment? Well, the idea was actually presented to me okay. by Helen, who is my boss. And do I need to introduce her? Um, yeah, your boss. Yes, but then you have to do it. The yeah. idea was introduced <laughs> to me by Helen, um, my boss. And when she said, do you want to live like Kylie for a week? I didn't really know if that meant dressing like her or doing like full out. And I feel like if you're going to do Kylie, like you kind of have to do you have to everything. You have to you go have full to. Kylie. Yeah. Yes. So that's what we did. So tell tell us, um, so basically for an entire week, and the story is on Cosmopolitan.com, it's so good, and the pictures are amazing. You yeah. recreated a bunch of her like actual photos, there's a video. Like this was like really a multimedia approach. But so you not only recreated some of her famous outfits and selfies, but you really sort of, there's a moment where you're like, I like, what is it? Like you got like, Fried chicken. Yes, Popeyes. Popeyes. Like Kylie. Shout yes. out to Kylie Jenner. I can only assume she's listening to Right. Her. Um, <laughs> so, talk us through some of the craziest parts of your week long life as Kylie. 
Honestly, the craziest part was just um, the look, getting the look down, the makeup, the wigs, the outfits, kind of tracking down all the pieces for those outfits was a beast in itself because I had to do some serious stalking on her Instagram and because girl has a closet she has a closet many closets (laughs) Kylie has a wig closet exactly exactly. (laughs) but she also has these really devoted fans who post online where she gets all of her clothes from Mm. so it helped out you were actually able to find the real pieces I was like oh great these are Giuseppe I'll go reach out to them and see if I can and you are, you know, you're a beauty editor, you're a beauty writer, so you're good at makeup. Although you don't wear, I'm like staring right at you. Yeah. You don't wear a lot of makeup around the office. I don't. But so how long did it take you when you were sort of in full Kylie mode to do your face? To do the full hair and makeup, which the hair was just put on a wig, but that kind of takes time in itself. <laughs> that took 45 minutes to an hour every day. Every okay. single day. That is, yeah. Which is a considerable amount of time. It's a real commitment. It's a yeah. real commitment. Like an early morning, if nothing else. And it did is. you have any attention when you were, because you, when you're done up, you resemble Kylie. Like in some of the pictures that are on the site, I mean, you really look like her. Wow. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I looked like her, but I definitely looked like um, really over the top when I was just down sure. the street or, and people would look and take pictures that probably had to do with the fact that I had a camera crew following me. Right. <laughs> so people did no no one thought you were Kylie, no but people one thought, thought you I was were Kylie. somebody. Right. Yes. Right. Somebody of Kylie's caliber. Some, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And um was there any like specific moment where you sort of really felt like you were not just emulating her look, but you were really like, you know, WWKD, like what would Kylie do? Um yes. And I'm trying to think of what that... It was a while ago that we did this. Let me think. Um, I know. I'm, like, putting you on the spot. I'm forcing you to dig back into your inner Kylie psyche. (laughs) Honestly, when I was eating the fried chicken, um, I didn't actually have a photo to recreate for that one. So I was just like, how would Kylie eat fried chicken? I was like, ah, I'm going to put the waist trainer on and go on the white couch. And that was just really kind of getting into her mentality because honestly she eats her fried chicken in a private plane and we didn't have access to that right. so the next most glamorous thing you could do right <laughs> was that the next most glamorous <laughs> thing to eating chicken eating Popeyes in your private plane is eating it on the couch at work exactly I love that I love that <laughs> and also in the room with us right now talking about another really fun fashion experiment on cosmopolitan.com is our copy editor Heesung Kim hi Heesung hi um, so you sort of did you did not commit to the full lifelong not lifelong, week-long experiment. But um, you replicated one of Kim Kardashian's most famous looks, which is her sort of super bodycon. Like, what's even more bodycon than just bodycon? Like, next-level bodycon. Super-duper bodycon. Super-duper bodycon latex dresses. And you... You wore two of them, right? Yeah. So, um, well, the one that Kim famously wore is by this designer, Atsuko Kudo, um, who is also has done a lot of other stars, too. Like, she did uh, Beyonce in the telephone video. She did Miley Cyrus at the VMAs where she, like, twerked on Robin Thicke. Right. The, like, infamous um, sort of, like, nude color. Yeah, latex. yeah. Yes. And then she also did... Um, Taylor Swift in the Bad Blood video. So, like, all that stuff is her. So I wore one all of... All the famous latex. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. If you see latex on a celeb, it must be Atsuko Kudo. Um, yeah, so I wore one of her dresses that 
was the same one that Kim wore. Well, not the same exact one because we have very different dimensions. And then um, the other one was this other brand, Westward, Bra- Westward Bound, which was another nude. It was actually a, uh, a two-piece where I, I was wearing a shirt and a skirt. And would you say that wearing these super-duper bodycon dresses made famous by Kim Kardashian changed your life? Why or N? Um, why, I would say. <laughs> well, it's funny because going into it, I was sort of just like, well, the way it actually, let me tell you how it started. Yes. Um, I was sort of like, I kind of would be interested in trying this. And it was like very, very hesitant. And I was like, or maybe someone should try it. And so we sort of floated this idea out. And then um, Charles got in touch with Itsuko Kudo and they needed, I think, like 11 measurements from me or something. And I was like, very quickly, I was like, oh, this is definitely going to be my dress. Right. I don't know. Like, I'm very short. I have sort of like a whatever. Every body is different. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is, I guess, going to be my dress. So I guess I'm going to wear it. Um, so I was sort of, I felt a lot of trepidation at first. But then, um, I don't know, once I like put it on, it helped that we did sort of like a try, um, I guess like a trial run. So the story happens in two parts. First, I'm wearing one of the outfits and I have like full makeup done and Glam Squad came and like did everything for me and made me look beautiful, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I never wear makeup. Like I'm super lazy about that kind of stuff. So I really felt the part and we went to, you know, like a whatever, like a hip club, et cetera. Right, um, you were really getting in. Yeah, like Brooke did. You really mm-hmm. sort of it was did like a, the dress, did the hair. Yeah, makeup, yeah. Also, sort of like lived the high life. Yeah, so it was sort of like the more immersive experience. And then we had. And I want to ask you about that. Mm-hmm. Like going to this cool club, and you are wearing this dress that is literally skin tight, super duper bodycon that is like made to order for your body. You're like dressed in the nines. How did you feel? Um, I actually felt very sexy, which is like weird because I never do. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it was. I don't know why I said, yeah, like, yeah, you never do. <laughs> yeah, like, totally. like, I don't think on a day to day basis, unless you're like, you know. Yeah. Well, it was also action. like the first time where um, I had like I had on really heavy makeup and I was like, oh, this sort of works. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the past, whenever I have tried to do heavy makeup or anything, I'm always like, I feel like it's too much. But in this case, I had um, like an outfit to match. Uh, and a location to match. So we went to this um, club and like, you know, it was like something where like the drinks were like $20 each and like whatever, right. stuff like that. Um, Which and is I, pocket change. For <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, no, you know, nothing. It was free. Um, but yeah, and it was just sort of like, I felt there, and I don't know, it helped that like no one really looked at me or anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I felt like everyone was like, Oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, Interesting. So you didn't necessarily feel like you were attracting attention. Yeah. And that actually made me feel like super comfortable because I was like, oh, I, to me, it feels like kind of crazy. But to everyone else, I, I don't look crazy. Like it's so. New York. Yeah. Where it's like, I mean, I feel like that is always the story about living in New York City is you could go to a club wearing a super duper bodycon latex dress or you could go in your pajamas and like no one really looks at you. Yeah. I always think about that this one time where I got the flu and I went home from work at like 3 p.m. and I just threw up all over the sidewalk <laughs> and no one stopped. Oh. No one cared. No and I'm like, I'm just, just like a girl night. throwing up at 3 p.m. Oh, on a Tuesday. My- just another New York girl. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was like a weird aside. But um, so you were dressed the nines no one really cared but you were feeling great yeah so I felt surprisingly very good um I'm sure the drinks I had helped with that yeah but yeah even I don't know I sort of like felt good um everyone like or like everyone who helped me get ready sort of like took care of me told me how, how amazing I looked etc so so I wanted to ask one thing about the getting ready because I thought yeah, like that was part of the commitment in this project <laughs> yes. because 
you're wearing like a super bodycon, uber bodycon, skin tight. Like, how do you put that on? I just want to say real quick, yeah, that dress it. came with its own lube. <laughs> so, like, that is a pretty major moment. Um, not for the faint of heart. <laughs> yeah, so it is a commitment to get the dress on. Um, what originally happened was uh, Charles Char- Charles Manning, the fashion editor, he was like, oh, I'll help you get this on. Um, but I wasn't wearing any undergarments. So um, Charles sort of was like, Charles turned around and he's like, oh, uh, like I'll protect your modesty or whatever. And I was like, I'm pretty sure you've seen me naked. It's okay. Um, and then club club I was, <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, <laughs> I was trying, we all see each other naked. I was trying to get these very, very tight garments on. And um, I was like, oh, this is not going to happen alone. So then he just like sort of turned around and we were, both of us, we were at first trying to be kind of delicate because latex is um, a very delicate material that like can rip easily, the light color can stain super easily. Um, and we were like trying to pull it on, trying, trying, trying. And then finally we we're just like really aggressively oh like gosh. tugging it up my body. Uh, and it was just, you know, it was every inch that it went up was like very hard earned. And I think, <laughs> I feel like that was one of the most amazing things mm. for me about reading your piece is because, you know, you see Kim wearing this on the red carpet and it looks so effortless, but it's like you literally need a person to like <laughs> yeah. stuff you. It's not that. a one man job. No. There one was a photo job. here of somebody with like latex gloves on helping. <laughs> like, I mean, like who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Body. Yeah. The photos in this article. And did great. you use the dress lube? Um, yeah, we actually used it <laughs> like, yeah, for, <laughs> well, of course, if you're going to do it. Um, but we actually didn't use it to get the dress on. We got it to make the dress shiny. Oh. So it like had that extra yeah. oomph. Oh, I love that. Just like the, a shine spray for your hair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's that. I would say the other two like big behind the scenes things about wearing this latex dress um, one would be that it's extremely hot and it was mm. this was like at the height of summer it was 90 degrees outside and mm. I was posing for photos um, and there were just like streams of sweat going down my legs and right. I was like please don't look I'm hideous I wish um, you had the like Mac Weldon ball sweat yeah exactly <laughs> that's what that. would have been incredibly <laughs> helpful um, so that was the one thing and then the other thing that I actually had intended to put in the story but forgot uh, but it's something that multiple people have asked me about which is how did I pee with, with the dress on oh yeah um, and so the trick is for anyone else uh, out there who is interested in wearing latex um you have to just roll, 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 and like do your best to roll it up, do your business, and then like roll it back down. Oh, this sounds wow. like a little like jingle. Yeah. They can't see, but you're kind of like acting this out. Like, there's a little like. It's uh, a cute motion. Yeah, yeah. that's cute. Yeah. I should be filming you. This could be viral. Um, and so, did you have any final thoughts, Brooke or Hyesung, about your lives as Kardashians before we move on to the final part of our episode, which is talking about love life experiments? Ooh. I know you guys want to stick around, don't you? <laughs> I will say that Kylie, at least, I'm sure Kim just as much, is so powerful that she got me extra followers on all of my social media. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's like, how do you get so famous that... Um, people want to follow the poor man, Kylie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the ripoff version. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're just as good but, as the original Brooke. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I would say that just having done this experiment, it really does... I mean, it for me, and I'm sure for you too, Brooke, it was just like really out of my comfort zone. And I think that the fact that like knowing that like someone out there in real life has worn this 
like in real life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It's pretty crazy. And I think kind of, uh, I don't know, I guess it's inspiring. Yeah, for sure. I get like a major source of surge of confidence every day from those Kardashians. (laughs) Um, And you both looked smoking hot as your Kardashian alter egos. I would buy you $20 drinks all day long. (laughs) Um, Thank you guys so much for joining us today. And check out both of those stories on cosmopolitan.com. All right, now I'm kicking you guys out of here. Bye. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. That was awesome. And so now for our final portion of the Cosmopolitan.com Happy Hour podcast, everyone's favorite hour of the week. We are talking about, I think, the juiciest portion of the podcast, which is relationship experiments. Alex, would you agree? I feel like this is the perfect build up. It's like, yes. you've got your pizza, you've got your romantic movies, you're dressed as Kylie Jenner, and now we're bringing your partner into the mix. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the way to sort of yeah. like summarize everything yeah. that's happened so far. So I am now joined in the Cosmo Unicorner by Elizabeth our health editor. You guys have heard her on the podcast before, but you have never heard her talk about today's experiment of her fiance dressing her for a week. Hi, Liz. Hi. Hi. And then we're also right to my right is Cosmo style editor, Charles Manning, who is going to talk about an anonymous experiment we did where an a writer wrote about wearing lingerie to bed for seven nights and how how it was so sexy and her sex life blew up. And also, Charles, you, I feel like you deserve an acknowledgement here as sort of, you've already come up a million times in this podcast, um, as sort of being the orchestrator of a lot of these crazy experiments. It's true. It's all me. You're always down for a good experimental. Yeah, as long as someone else is doing it. Right. No, I don't, I don't, I'll do, I'll do them myself. It's just, I don't think people want to see me experiment with what I'm going to (laughs) wear. Although I did wear I did wear um, that jumpsuit that one day. That was yes, that is actually on Cosmo's Instagram, so you can see Charles um, in a in jumpsuit. a jumpsuit and really horrible sneakers. Yes. It like didn't make any sense. No, that footwear was bad. It made total sense. But so we're experimenting all the time. Yeah. So Elizabeth, I kind of want to jump right into your experiment. Um, what was the impetus for having your fiance dress you for a week? Well, I feel like men always have opinions about what what women wear. Sure. Um, my fiance happens to be really easygoing about fashion he wears a uniform every day it's literally a plaid shirt and like skinny jeans so and he's sneakers. basically all men yeah yes. exactly yes. <laughs> um and he's really complimentary when i wear something he likes and he's pretty vocal um when he when i wear something he doesn't like like anything sparkly anything super feminine anything like i i used to really wear a lot of like pink and like bows and like i don't know i just like little flourishes but he is like so not into that Did and you miss wearing that stuff um, sometimes, but I also feel like in dating him, I've realized that it's like not really for my age. Okay. So, you know, you just progress mm. like, like most people, not that it was tasteless or like, <laughs> you know, I was dressing like a 12 year old, but yeah, but I just like more feminine things. Right. Well, but I think, I actually think that's a good point. It's like maybe your guy is your, you know, how long have you guys been dating? A few years now. Um, yeah, it'll be through when we get married. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. It's coming right up. Um, you can also listen to the weddings episode that we had <laughs> earlier in our podcast where it came on and we talked about wedding planning but um so yeah you know over a few years of course your partner is going to influence the way you dress but i think that's also a good point that your style also evolves right and it's not that i haven't influenced the way he dresses i mean we've thrown out a lot of shirts oh sure (laughs) i'm sure it's a i'm sure you've made him a better man (laughs) welcome to play it a new podcast network featuring radio and tv personalities talking business sports tech entertainment and more play it at play.it 
So basically the rules for the experiment were that every morning he would pick out an outfit for you for seven days. And you were pretty, I feel like you were a good experimental subject and that you didn't really cheat it. I mean, you really let him go ham on your closet. Right. It was actually, I thought that it was going to be more hands off. Yeah. Charles was looking like throwing me dirty looks. I'm like, "Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm." Charles, (laughs) Charles wanted me to have David. And actually Charles did reach out to David, my fiance. And he wanted the rules to be that David would pick out seven days worth of outfits, send pictures to Charles so I couldn't cheat, and then send me to work on them every day. But the and thing did, is, did it happen that way? No, it did not. Happen I mean, that what, way. also, what woman picks out seven days worth of outfits for themselves? But you're not. Pay- but it, that's the point. It's not. For it doesn't you. happen. You're not, you're not, <laughs> yeah, you're not picking it for yourself. It's, the idea was that then you anyway, anyway, I, no I, cheating. I stayed so much out of the outfit picking. The only problem was that like my my closet is a hot mess and. Sure. He doesn't know where anything is. Right. So I just, I was like, he was like, where are your pants? And I'm like, they're there. And I like literally was expressionless when he picked things out. Um, still getting <laughs> dirty looks from Charles. Um, I mean, it was as authentic as it could have been, like shopping in someone else's closet where you have no idea where anything is. And I'm going to say, looking at, I have your, my fiance dressed me for weeks story right in front of me. And just looking quickly at these seven days worth of outfits there are just like hella layers going on here mm. yes he's he's all about layering he's I mean, all about layering I, think, I feel like that's advanced it is advanced but I mean also he just defaulted to dressing me like he dressed himself like oh, he doesn't okay. know the rules of fashion so like he'll wear a button down shirt and a hoodie so like he put me in a button down shirt and a hoodie so I mean, it wasn't that inventive it was like god like he created you in his own image exactly and yeah. the interesting thing is that um, <laughs> like God, I really I'm gonna go that far, but um, <laughs> um, but I really expected him to pick out flattering clothes, like just basically confirm, like show off your butt. Yeah, exactly, yeah. or just like put me in a sexy dress, or put me in heels that I never ever wear to work, um, or just kind of take some risks and kind of confirm, like for my own knowledge, kind of like what he thinks looks good on me. Right. Um, because as much as he will, you know, like give me a look of disgust if I put in something sparkly um, he's always like he's also the kind of guy that's just like oh you look so nice in whatever you wear you know mm-hmm. so I was like okay here's your chance and also he thinks I'm completely crazy for stressing out about what I wear every day right. he doesn't understand why there are four different outfits on the floor by the time I leave for work so right. I was like okay here's here's what it's like like you do it right. so I thought it'd be a bit, bit of a break and was it a break did it feel less stressful to have your entire wardrobe for a week completely outsourced it was actually so so great yeah um, I kind of want to do that. I feel like I always yeah. try to ask. I'm like, Charles, can you just... We have something in the yeah, works. Yeah, I know. I'm, yeah. Like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, don't give it away too much. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be like, at this point, it's going to be three years before we actually do it. <laughs> Every time I'm like, today is a Lisa day. I'm right. going to do it. Then I'm like, what? What, Amy? Oh, yeah. I, right. I'm right on top of that. Mm-hmm. Amy's uh, our boss, yeah. of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so it's it like awkward silence. Crickets. Happy. Yeah, love you. But um, so it was nice to have somebody else completely picking out your clothes. It was so nice because, well, I mean, it was stressful in some ways um, when I was dressed inappropriately. I mean, when you when you get dressed every day, you have to think about a lot of things. You have to think about the weather, what's clean, what fits, mm-hmm. where you're going after work. After? Yeah, I yeah. mean, I do something after work mostly every day. And honestly, like, there are things I would do after work that I would dress up more for than I would dress up for work. Like, it's pretty casual here. You can kind of wear whatever you want. Um, and David definitely didn't wasn't as forward thinking as I tried to be. Um, so I ended up at a couple like fancier events, and I was dressed like a slob. And I, as much as it was nice in the morning to just have it be done and go to work and whatever, I mean the stress kind of kicked in after work when I'm looking around at this like chic party and I'm kind of 
just like I, I said, I think in my piece that I looked like a finger painter because I was like wearing a smock shirt. <laughs> but it is, I feel like it, like, yes, a lot of women spend a lot of time painting out their clothes, but it's like we do that for a reason because you need your stuff to be versatile. Right. And you're as much as no I just got really defensive. No, but the thing is, is that as much as you don't want to admit it and don't want it to be true, your outfit is your first impression and it reflects on you and your choices. And, um, you know, especially when I'm going to like press events or whatever, um, it, it you know, I, I'm representing not only myself, but also our brand in some ways. So, right. you know, I want to look nice. So I guess I got a little bit stressed at some points. I mean, I mentioned like I went to a party and I had a little bit less fun because I was looking around and saying I'm so underdressed for this. Right. So basically, your fiance failed the experiment. <laughs> he could not adequately dress <laughs> you for a week. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think that I hopefully do a better job. Um, but he did, to his credit, he did try really hard. In the beginning of the week, at least. At the end of the week, he was just like, the hell with it. Right. He's <laughs> like, like, just wear something. And do you feel like, not to put too much whatever on like a week-long experiment, but do you feel like it changed anything about your relationship or sort of, you know, you know, any little like nuance that made you think differently about anything? Um, I think it definitely had an effect on our relationship. I mean, it's something it affects something I do every day, which is get dressed. Mm-hmm. And just to put things in perspective, we live in a super small Manhattan apartment where my closet and dressing area is our living room. So it's a very shared experience. Right. <laughs> it's a bonding experience. Um, so it's like a joke we have now. And um, it, I mean, it, the article did pretty well um, on the site, but it really went viral among our friends. And mm-hmm. I think that he got a little bit of confidence from that because at first he was like, oh, you didn't like any thing I picked. Right. Um, and then he was like, oh, but everyone thinks we're so funny. Right. <laughs> right. Everyone thinks we're adorable. Yeah. So I would say it strengthened our relationship and gave him a taste of what I go through, which is a kind of the, the point of these experiments. And has he made more or fewer comments about the way you dress since the experiment? Um, I would say we're about, it's about neutral. I mean, okay. he, it's not like he's this guy that's like, oh my God, you're wearing that. Sure. You know, he's pretty easy going about it. But, you know, when, when we like go shopping or like, actually he, it was cute for my birthday. He tried to like get me a pair of boots because I would say like, I don't have any Aww. shoes. Oh my Lord. Yeah. That sounds like a real disaster. They were, they were returned within 24 hours, but, <laughs> uh, yeah. to, but they weren't that you're bad. Like, I was getting, I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting like a rash it's just stressful. thinking about what they must have been. It was so cute. Oh, that <laughs> is really, cute. he really tried hard. kid coming out with like their head through the sleeve of their shirt <laughs> right. being like I dress myself right right, <laughs> precisely and so are you going to let him are you going to do another experiment where you let him pick out what you wear for your wedding weekend festivities oh I didn't think of that but yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah I think we no. should make him plan the whole wedding yes I think at least the bridesmaids dresses like, give your life fun. to Cosmo actually he should pick out you know what he should do he should pick out like five wedding dresses and I have to choose from them or something yes I love that that's really brave though I mean we'll do that we will <laughs> Make that happen. Yeah, like, that is like, love. Is, that is I mean, love. you know, I like, yeah, that I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and speaking of, I feel like that is, I feel like love and trust in relationships is a good segue into talking about this story we did on Cosmo that was super fun that Charles was heavily involved in, which is called I Wore Lingerie to Bed for Seven Nights and My Sex Life Went Bonkers. So the writer on this is anonymous. I was involved in the prep for this. I was not involved in the actual sex you, life. You were not involved in the lingerie. <laughs> right, but you pulled all the lingerie. <laughs> And yeah. this was your idea, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so why, what was, I mean, Charles, like, you work in an office that's predominantly women, and I feel like your MO for all of us is always, like, sexy, right? I mean, you're always wanting of, everyone to like show a little more skin. Well, I just want to, I, ju- <laughs> I just want everyone to, um, to be 
happy and feel like strong and confident in what they're wearing and uh it's not like sexy for the like for the express purpose of being no. sexy but just of like um i want you to feel like you could go out and like get it and yeah. or be here and get it like whatever you're gonna do um wherever you're it's not yeah it. it's not even it's not even like a I feel like weird about that word sexy sometimes. No, I know what you mean. Well, it also sounds very like for the male gaze, yeah. which isn't how that's never Yeah, no, I just I just want everyone to be like to be like like looking at yourself and being like that is good. Damn girl. Like, mm, I hit that. Like I like I like <laughs> so That's how I feel every morning, right. so it's like, you know, I got to like I want everyone else to feel that way. Yeah, you got to like rub <laughs> off your confidence. Yeah. So so that was sort of the impetus for this experiment. And you know, of course the whole thing with lingerie is like the joke is that everyone buys it at the beginning of the relationship and then never, you know, like wears it again or the longer you've been dating. So this writer had a boyfriend that she was living with, but of course like many of us in relationships. I don't know why I said many of us. Many many <laughs> of those people in relationships. Um you know, by the time you've been dating a year or two, it's like you're just like sleeping in any old go-to PJs. The writer here says polka dot shorts in a cotton tank. So, Charles, you well, and I even have I have uh, I have guy friends that I've um, straight men that I know who uh, who say that they really couldn't care less. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really wondering if that was true. Okay, um, because you know. I, yeah, just a lot of my guy friends, they're like, oh, you know, I don't know, like, I like, I just wanted to be naked, and girls would say the same thing. They would be like, he doesn't it care, like, anything. yeah, like, guys yeah. don't care, they, all they, all they want is just, you know, they're confused by a bra, they're like, oh, I don't <laughs> know what to do with it. I mean, I think there's this assumption that men are dumber than they are, but, um, in that case, but, you know, the, it really did seem like there was this, like, anti-lingerie thing, mm-hmm. and, I was the lingerie editor at Cosmo Print for many years before coming over here. It was like one of my jobs. And I love this stuff. Right. So you um, know your lingerie. Yeah. And I like wish we could talk about this all day long because the pictures of everything are on the website and they're so gorgeous. But um, just for the sake of time, just as kind of a high level thing, like, was there anything the writer was sort of like, uh, about or was she pretty game to sort of like wear? Because you picked out really a variety of stuff. There's like a romper. Yeah. We, called, we called in like all sorts of stuff. Um, sorts and I really things. wanted to, I really wanted to push it. I, I kind of had like a plan and I was like you'll start out really easy with this you know like yeah like this little silk dress nighty thing and then I was like and then we're gonna go all the way to this split crotch fuchsia lace bodysuit sort of like more bond like Fifty well, Shades inspired yeah like still super super beautiful it was um you know uh, pink lace and just uh, had like a bow satin bow tie it was like really beautiful um but just i was like we had some bondagey stuff that actually didn't end up making it in mm-hmm. um but really wanted to like push it all the way um and yeah she was pretty open she was yeah and i mean of course she's she wasn't, like she wasn't just my doll like right, right. I, was, I was like put on the crazy thing right. put on thing with a tail no and <laughs> like again i think the point of this it wasn't like this was meant to be like haha the point of this was like no, yeah. can you feel you know, well, can you get it to steal your phrase? Yeah, well, and I also I also was like, you know, why not really, like, as you're going through, like, just push, the, like, you know, you're in a relationship, like, just push them a little bit further. You don't know what someone's going to respond to. You might think you know, but you don't know until right. you actually do it. And so basically what this writer found is that her sex life was, like, off the charts. Yeah, her boyfriend was super into it. Um, it was, you know, like... I think the very first night they had sex like three times 
this like says in the article and then you know it was like he was so excited he was so turned on and then and she was more turned on too which was also really exciting um it's sort of it's really it's actually like a really sweet article it makes me feel it made me feel all all the things i like laughed i cried i got like really nervous at one point because towards the end of the article he um don't spoil it Oh. Just in case, I love this twist at the end. Oh yeah, I think it's oh. because it's like not what you expect at all from. We'll the go article. ahead. Okay. I know. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, um, well, so towards the end, like he kind of realizes, wait, you're a writer. I think it was when I think it might have been when the crotch, the split crotch um, fuchsia bodysuit got worn, Teddy, um, and then all of a sudden he's like, wait a second, and that's like on night six, right. so it's a little bit like. Bucko, like really, it's like, <laughs> a, little, a little slow here, but I mean, but again, whatever. Um, but he, uh, you know, it's on that on that night. He was like, "Wait a minute, is this for an article?" <laughs> she's like, "Oh, I completely miss that." Oh my god, yeah. yes. He's like, he gets, and then she's like, "Well, you know. yeah, but like, it's also for us." Right. I mean, like, is that like why, I know it, exactly, like, like we're having se- like you know I'm not just I'm not having sex with you because it's an article like it, you right. know I'm just like trying this different element um, and you know at first he was a little upset but like right. he got I back into it real quick you know right. and, like yeah. it, it wasn't enough to like really deter him that much like right. he's like I'm upset but then look at you it's hard to stay upset ah, yeah, and then yeah. like he gets back into it I actually thought it was really sweet um but that is sweet is a good word because it's like the article is very like has movie like sexy sexy but it is very sweet yeah well it's about love and intimacy yeah I mean and that's the thing you know I think um, I think that we I think that if you if you're in a relationship that where things are really comfortable where you're used to just sort of the same sort of routine or you kind of think that you know that person so well so you don't you don't push that you don't try those new things mm-hmm. because you feel like you don't necessarily have to you could be missing out on something really fun um and that's you know i feel like that's what we sort of got to here and i was just so excited that i was like yes like people are really into this stuff mm-hmm. like it's not just it's not just uh, it's not like a joke like it really works and i think that you know that sort of we've dedicated this whole episode to sort of like i tried it and all these crazy things that we make writers and editors at cosmo do but i think that you know a lot of these pieces they're fun to do people are really game to do them they're fun to write about but there really is usually that sort of takeaway of like mm. you know i think that the reason that these stories are fun to do and so successful for our audience and they love to read them is because that's a bit of the fantasy is like everyone wants that chance to sort of maybe not watch a Nicholas Sparks movie for you know 48 (laughs) hours straight people want the chance to sort of change their life and like these are sort of living the fantasy of these things that you think you might want to do and like what really happens when they play out yeah and I think ultimately it's almost always positive. Right. It's like any like your fear is the only thing that's stopping you from making a positive change and doing something new and exciting. And there's really nothing to be scared of. Actually, I need to jump in at this point because there was another experiential article I did that did not make the cut for for this particular <laughs> podcast. You can't talk about it. But <laughs> just on the topic of like how experiments can't go bad. So I got a pitch once um, from a publicist on a hangover proof wine. 
And I said, <laughs> send me a case of that. <laughs> it was a Tuesday. Oh I completely oh forgot God. about this. And yeah, do you want to yeah. explain what happened? Oh my God, it was so bad. <laughs> did you? Really, oh my God, it did you write so about it? You bad. should have written she about it. I wrote, I wrote about it. Oh God. I was like, I, so, okay, so I sent, yeah, so they sent two bottles. I took, it was like two bottles of like God awful red. And I brought it to an all, um, a BYO like dinner place with my friend. And I was like, one for you, one for me. <laughs> we literally polished up two bottles of wine. And, like, I'm old. Like, I drink one, two glasses of wine. Three is, like, vicious hangover. Bottle? Like, bottle? <laughs> you have no <laughs> fucking idea. <laughs> and it was a Tuesday. You know what? Wednesday sucks. <laughs> And actually, um, Helen, our editor who signed it, she was like, I am so sorry. And I'm like, no, no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that is a but, perfect note to end on. Yeah. Try all the experiments in the world, but do not try that. <laughs> but, but don't believe, don't yeah. believe in, that, in that line of bullshit. Do not experiment beer drinking. Well, I just want to thank my fabulous co-host, Alex Reese, who everything sounds better when Alex says it, right, Alex? I do my best. Yeah, I do your best. Um, you ex- you should experiment with an American accent for <laughs> Everybody tells me that, but I yeah. can't do it. I just okay, can't. Look for a good I'm just like, I won't take no for an answer. And just thank you to all of our editors who write about these hilarious, fun things for us all the time on Cosmopolitan.com and then came back today to relive it on the podcast. If you guys have more ideas of crazy things you want to force people here at the Cosmopolitan.com staff to do, tweet us at Cosmopolitan. Send us your craziest ideas. And thank you, as always, for tuning in to the Happy Hour podcast. We'll see you next week. is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.